Welcome to Ideas, Ideas While High podcast, where we share creative aha idea moments from entrepreneurs who are successfully navigating the business world and give you practical steps to help bring your great idea to life. I'm your host, Mary Latrice. Let's chop it up. In episode seven, we meet Camille Shaka, founder of Illume, a design-forward lifestyle accessories brand inspired by cannabis. I had such a good time interviewing Camille. The authenticity and pure intention behind her brand is as beautiful as her spirit. She discusses the importance of brand ethos and why educating consumers during their shopping experience is key. Okay, guys, today I'm joined by Camille Chakra, creator and CEO of Alum, a leading cannabis lifestyle accessories brand. Welcome to Ideas, Camille. I'm so excited to have you on. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited too. So you're in Canada. Have you ever been to any of the West Indian festivals out there? Caribbean at all? Back when I was working in radio, I went to Taste of the Caribbean. I covered that. Mm-hmm. and uh, as a journalist and yeah it was awesome I guess that's the closest event that we have here okay all right cool yeah I love going out there to the West Indian Festival there the food is amazing so what was if any your first experience with plant medicine so it's funny because like the first time I tried it I mean I wasn't really in the best environment I was at a house party I think I was like 19 years old mm-hmm. and it was in a basement. It's like such a stereotypical thing. You know, everyone's sitting in a circle and, <laughs> you know, anyway, so I wasn't anxious or anything, but I wasn't really feeling it. I didn't get many of the effects. It just wasn't super enjoyable or remarkable. Mm-hmm. But then I'd say maybe like a year later, I tried it again, but I was with a close friend of mine at his apartment and just like, you know, a really relaxing setting. And he mm-hmm. was actually super informed on cannabis. So that's where I actually, you know, I knew what I was smoking. It was really enjoyable. And then from there, I was just, you know, I learned more about the health benefits. You know, I have migraines, epilepsy, and I've always struggled with my sleep. So mm-hmm. that's really where it all started. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, having that different environment in that mood set up definitely makes mm-hmm. the world a difference when experiencing for the first time. A hundred percent. Can you share your story behind Shopaloom and what were you doing like right before you had the, okay, I'm going to make this into a business. And what did you do immediately during? So before I started Aloom, I was doing PR and copywriting. I'm a journalist by trade. So that's where the writing came from. And um, public relations is obviously very related to that. And I just came to a point where I was like, specifically with PR, I just wasn't passionate about it. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of like, how do I say it? It's not authentic, really. There's a lot of BS in that industry. So I just wasn't feeling it. And then one day I kind of had like out of nowhere, a bit of an epiphany. <laughs> um, I was at a gathering and I guess you could say a house party in one of those stereotypical moments uh-huh. where there's weed. And yeah. this guy, he was like, oh, can you pass me my shoebox? I was like, okay. (laughs) So I went to grab his shoe box and it was actually really beautiful. He had all his cannabis accessories laid out super nicely. And the idea to just start my own brand popped into my head because for the longest time, I think like many people, especially those who are very like style focused and just Mm -hmm. enjoy that overall, couldn't find accessories that were really beautiful and well-made. So there was that 
need in the market. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to go for it because weed is my passion. And I figured, take the risk. So I guess like the first step was really just to start doing market research. So I went mm-hmm. like full speed ahead with that. And things just kind of came together from there. That's awesome. Yeah. And this is, tends to be the theme when we get these great ideas is that research, research, research. Um, oh, yeah. So cool. That that's dope. The shoebox. Did I read the shoebox? <laughs> <laughs> okay. How did you decide the name? It's actually my mom, surprisingly <laughs> enough. Always somebody yeah. else. <laughs> so I was like, I had all these options in my head. I was like, oh, I want a name that really kind of that I'm not going to get sick of. Mm-hmm. And maybe also something I wanted something that paid homage to where I'm from, Montreal, and we speak mm-hmm. mainly French here. So she was just kind of throwing out a bunch of ideas. I asked for her advice, and she said "allume," and in French it's "allume," and that means to light up. Wow! So like, yeah. So literally to like light up, set something on fire, and then its other meaning is also to be like lit from within, like fired up. So I thought it was perfect, and. It, in English, it sounds cool too. Alum, it's very easy to say. So yeah, I love it. I love it. It's so funny. Everyone I've interviewed so far, no one's been the originator of the name of their. their oh companies. yeah, <laughs> he has always been like a friend or a spouse. So that's interesting. It's so interesting. So love mom. <laughs> so I love your approach to design and functionality from start to finish. That consumption experience from a holistic perspective. How has mm-hmm. Your background, do you think, in journalism contributed to your brand? That's a really good question. I guess you could say there are many different ways. For one, I mean, beyond like offering products, I try to put out as much compelling content as I can because I think it's such an important part of a brand to have that personal aspect. So that really helped, you know, being able to write interesting things and just come up with ideas that resonate with people. And then also just in general with my marketing materials and kind of really establishing a particular tone and ethos for the brand. So yeah, that was definitely very helpful. Awesome. So how has your consumption evolved since you were 19 in a circle? (laughs) Yeah, big time. And I think, you know, it has a lot to do with education Mm -hmm. because when I first started like you know like most people I was just smoking whatever and I didn't really know much about the effects I didn't know about you know like terpenes and how those also contribute to your overall experience so as I you know started consuming more regularly I learned more about how it's like a great self-care tool Mm -hmm. and yeah just figuring out really doing research and talking to other people who are informed and figuring out which strains would benefit not only my health, but just strains that feel good for me, because everybody's so different, right? Yeah, we all have, you know, our own very specific endocannabinoid system. So with that knowledge, I was really able to find my sweet spot. So what is your sweet spot? What do you go to right now? Is it a hybrid? Mm -hmm. It depends on my mood. So I have like my key, like options. So if I'm, you know, during the day, I like to have some CBD oil. I find it just kind of mellows me out. Mm. Because sometimes when you're running your own business, I'm sure you can relate and get very stressful at times. Mm -hmm. Uh, And (laughs) so that CBD is obviously great for that. You know, you're not intoxicated at all. And then, you know, at the end of the day, if I just really want to unwind, I like a one-to-one 
something that just I like to feel a little bit high, but not uh-huh. too high. Uh-huh. I guess those are my key sweet spots, if you will. Yeah, I can definitely relate, relate, excuse me, relate with the CBD. When I first started off, it was like, I just want to get high. I don't care. Then I realized, <laughs> okay, this is triggering my anxiety. What do I need to do? And so I've been dabbing a lot of CBD more to help balance oh, that nice. out. And it, it is amazing. So I'm totally dabbing is great. Yeah, with the CBD for sure. Mm-hmm. So I read about some of your rituals in Mary Mag. Can you share some of those with us? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, what rituals? My food rituals, my snacks, the food, the clothing, <laughs> <laughs> the shows. So, so much. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know I'm so ridiculous, and it hasn't changed. That article came out maybe two years ago, and I'm still doing the same thing. <laughs> uh, so basically, I'm very much a night owl, and so I like to have a nice smoke before bed and I always get into like my ugly pajamas. <laughs> you know, I just like to get super comfortable and I always have to have a snack. I know they say you're not supposed to snack after a certain point, but like, I don't even care. It's just yeah. very comforting to me. So mm-hmm. I'll usually have like frozen berries. I don't know why I love them. Really? I <laughs> yeah. So random. I'm going to have to try have that. Frozen... <laughs> yeah. Honestly, you just, it's very refreshing, you know, I to try that. Absolutely. Yeah. So I let them sit out for a little bit and they get, they, I guess, soften a little. And mm-hmm. so there's that. And then I love having crackers and cheese and watching terrible reality shows like the real housewives. Wow. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is, but it just works for me. And, and I eventually nod off and have a really great sleep. I mean, the way it was written, I'm just like, yes, the preparation. And I'm going to take one of your yes. as far as preparing that toothbrush. I am going to. Oh, yes, I still do it. <laughs> I don't know about you, but right, if I'm getting into bed and I'm high, I can't be bothered to get up. Yes. So, you know, why not prepare my toothbrush next to my bed? Absolutely. No, <laughs> for sure. It makes just one less thing to think about when you I think you called it. Yeah. Was it a happily lazy or I can't remember how you described it, but I love that description. Probably. Yes. Sounds exactly. like me. <laughs> <laughs> and the prune juice. I'm going to, I keep prune juice oh my God, I love it. for my daughter. So I'm going to try some myself. <laughs> Put it on ice. It's the best. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. So I know you, you have trim as part of your blog. Was that originally mm-hmm. part of your website or did your business, did that come later mm-hmm. on? It actually, I started originally, it was just like called blog, but then, cause I really wanted to have that content aspect from the very beginning. So mm-hmm. it was always there. Okay. Um, obviously, you know, taking advantage of my journalistic skills, I figured, you know, and also I, I think it's, I've always felt that it's so important to really have that content aspect so that you can mm-hmm. really round out the brand experience and really build on a community, educate mm-hmm. people about cannabis because you know, a lot of my website visitors and customers are new to Canada. Mm. So I think to be able to offer that in the whole shopping experience is really key. And then over time, it evolved into the trim and I cover, you know, all different areas of, you know, cannabis culture, activism, trends, you know, the whole gamut. So, yeah. All right. Awesome. I'm going to take note on that for sure. You know, adding that content piece to my own website and really thinking about what people would need or want to know for sure. Mm -hmm. 
So what are you doing these days to keep your spirits up, keep your vibes high? Uh, I guess, I mean, the usual, I'm pretty regimented with my rituals. So again, like during the day, some CBD, and then Mm -hmm. when I'm done the workday, that's when I really take an opportunity to relax and just like be quiet, Mm. step away from the screen, enjoy some cannabis, of course, and Mm -hmm nourish myself in so many different ways I think it's really important when you're running a business especially if you're a solopreneur yeah it's a lot so just little things like that can be super helpful so okay so you mentioned being a solopreneur Mm -hmm. are you still a solopreneur or have you had to hire I'm still a solopreneur I have like a few freelancers who I work with from time to time who help Uh me out but yeah it's like it's mainly me myself and I Wow, so you're wearing all the hats. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's interesting because when you're running a business, obviously you want to grow fast and you want to do things, I guess, quickly, come out with new products quickly, et cetera. But for me, I think just working alone, obviously it's a little bit slower, but I actually like that experience because it allows me to take my time and really mm-hmm. do what I want to do well, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't until, I'm going to say recently, but I used to just have a lot of anxiety just around the business, around social mm-hmm. media. But now I'm in a much better place with that and realizing that, look, I'm on my own path, on my own schedule, walking my own oh. purpose. And, you know, I don't have to feel that rush. I can just sit here and experience, you know, building this brand moment to moment. So, yes, I love that. So yeah, that's great. Was was anything you struggled with starting off as a business owner in this market? Yes, for sure. So number one, I obviously don't have a background in business. So it was a challenge to kind of find my groove. But again, research was such an integral part of my process. Mm-hmm. And then the cannabis space is, as many people know, pretty tough to break into because the market has become pretty saturated, probably more in the States than in Canada, but you're working, if you're an independent brand, you're in like a sea of, you know, multi-million dollar corporations with endless resources and mm-hmm. financial backing. So it was a challenge to find, yeah, I guess to carve a niche for myself and be successful at it. It was just extra work, but I'm always up for a challenge. And then of course, the restrictions when it comes to advertising, so many brands typically use Instagram and all other social media platforms as a way to advertise and do sponsored posts. But obviously we can't, which is very frustrating. So it's like you have to find these different avenues to be able to get your message out there, get the brand awareness that you need. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it can be done, but it's a different experience. It's not easy. And then lastly, I guess the biggest, biggest issue I dealt with, it was mainly at the beginning when I first launched was the payment processing. Okay, if you don't mind can sharing, or maybe I can talk to you after. Sure. Who are you using? Because <laughs> no, I'll I tell you. Pay- I can only use PayPal right now. Yeah. And it's trash. So. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So, right, I use a combination of PayPal, and then there's this company called Merco, M E R R C O. I'm not sure if they're only based in Canada, but mm. they've been pretty great. Uh, I haven't had any issues, and they work specifically with cannabis brands. Awesome. So yeah, it's, it's been great. It was just, you know, at the beginning when like I first launched everything, I didn't have any issues. I was on Shopify with their payment processor and then I got dropped, which was very stressful. Oh and then gosh. 
Yeah. And then, you know, I called every single other major processor and it was, you know, the same issue. It's like, you know, we're considered a risky business. So it is what it is, right? When you first started, I see now you offer actual flour. Were you doing that from the beginning? I actually don't sell flour. I get the closest thing that I sell flour is like loose uh, herbs. Okay. Is it Barbie? Bar- yeah, Barberry. They, Barbie. yeah, it's, it's completely legal. There's no cannabis in it. Okay. So it's crazy. Despite the fact that I've never sold any cannabis whatsoever, I've still been, you know, I've had to face these restrictions and I'm not alone. I mean, everyone has been affected by this to some extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not fun, but, not you know, fun. you just have to persevere and talk to people around you who are in the same position. And mm-hmm. well, you get through it. I, will, I will be reaching out. <laughs> yeah, look into it for sure. Has your vision and mission evolved since you first started your business in any way? For sure. So I started off very cannabis centric. So it was really about the paraphernalia. But as time went on, I realized I wanted to expand to just give it a more lifestyle approach Mm. beyond just the paraphernalia. So I think it was really inspired by the one thing that our community has in common, which is, you know, we all want to relax, unwind, lead a balanced lifestyle. So Mm -hmm. I really wanted to reflect that sentiment through the products, through the brand. So that's when I kind of shifted and started offering a wider range of products that touch on all different areas of your life from, you know, your home, even your sexual wellness rituals as well. I think that's Mm -hmm. also super important. So yeah, I guess it's just, it's been a process of expansion instead of just kind of pigeonholing myself and sticking to cannabis accessories only. Absolutely. I am definitely about to get me a robe because it looks, <laughs> and I love that it, it a lot of your things so are multifunctional and that's what I'm all about is like, okay, how can yeah. I use them more ways than one? Like, give me my bang for my buck, please. hundred percent. I always say that like a bang for your buck. I think it's so important. And Again, it goes back to that idea of not wanting to totally pigeonhole yourself as a brand, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what moment did you realize that you were working, uh, excuse me, walking in your purpose? Mm, That's a good question. I've always been very self-assured, but I think it, I was really, really revealed itself to me when I started the business, when, when the idea came to me, because I was already pretty unhappy with you know, working in the in PR. And mm-hmm. when I finally had that epiphany, like I'm going to start this business, that's when I realized, okay, this is my purpose to really tap into my creativity and just go all out and run with it. Awesome. Yeah. The creativity piece. I mean, the way things are presented. I mean, every time I go to your site, I feel differently. Like I feel the vibe and I, I love, I'll just scroll. Like, even if I don't want to buy anything exactly. right away, I can just go and look at it and, you know, I love it. (laughs) I'm so flattered you said that because that's really what I want to convey. I want people to feel that when they come to the website, like it's just make it an experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what advice would you give to your younger self? Oh my God. (laughs) I think I'd give myself a lot of advice. Oh, where do I start? Um... (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) I guess I wasn't always super fearless and willing to take risks. Hmm. So I would tell myself, just 
go for it. If you have an idea and you're confident in it, just go with it. Don't even question yourself. Mm -hmm. Go with your intuition. I've definitely learned a lot about intuition. So that's something I would, I would tell myself, listen to it more. And Mm -hmm. I think I've kind of honed that ability over time. And just to also stay in your own lane, because the grass is always greener on the other side. You might see what other people are doing and be like, oh, I wish I could do that too. But you can be just as successful, but just do it on your own terms and stay true to your vision. Absolutely. I love that for sure. Tapping into that intuition, that little voice is is always telling you exactly Mm -hmm. what to do. Just stay quiet and listen. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So what do you want your legacy to be? I think it ties really to the brand ethos quite a bit, which Mm -hmm. is I really just want to help people feel good and as cheesy as the sounds live their best life and Mm -hmm. live beautifully obviously you always have your challenges but at the end of the day I think I just want people to know that we need to take good care of ourselves and and be happy and that's really it no absolutely I mean I think I hope that's a good legacy no that's an amazing legacy I think at the very core like we're in a society where it's like work 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 grind 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 and we're not here to do that like we're here to be happy we're here to take care of ourselves and not be burnt out Mm -hmm. like no that's not what we're supposed to do every day short (laughs) yeah yeah we don't have much time here so we have to really just take as good care of ourselves as we can. Absolutely. And your brand is helping us to do just that. Thank you. You're welcome. Is there anything new and exciting you want us to know about you got coming up? Yeah, well, I'm constantly working on new products and I I release them in little drops. So I'm coming out with, I haven't really, I guess, announced it yet, but I could tell you, I'm happy to tell you that I'm coming out with a stash handbag Uh, And then also I'm really going to focus on establishing kind of a home collection. So Mm -hmm. working on some really beautiful handmade rugs and a bunch of other stuff. Nice. So really excited about that. Again, it's just continuing to expand. I love that. You have a subscription box, right? As well? That's actually how I started. I don't have it anymore. Okay. That was my original model. I was doing the subscriptions and then I went towards seasonal model but speaking of that I will be coming out with a commemorative chill box for the third anniversary of the company in March so that's really exciting I haven't told anyone about that yet either but (laughs) and this won't air for I can't contain myself (laughs) (laughs) okay all right cool I'm excited so how can everyone reach you on the website it's www.shop-alum dot com and alum is a l l u m e and then on Instagram at shop alum. Awesome! Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. This was such a wonderful conversation. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I'm beyond grateful for the opportunity to share these inspirational stories with you. If you are enjoying the podcast, please support, like, subscribe, and leave a review. Let me know your thoughts. Also share it with anyone you think could use a dose of inspiration. Last but not least, please follow me on social media. You can find me at high on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Stay high, stay creative, people.
Last Prisoner Project is a nonprofit coalition of cannabis industry leaders, executives, and artists dedicated to bringing restorative justice to the cannabis industry. We here at Hideas wholeheartedly support their values and believe that anyone profiting from the legal cannabis industry has a moral imperative to work towards restorative justice. No one, I repeat, no one should be in jail suffering from the war on drugs, which disproportionately impacts communities of color. Want to get involved? Here are some ways. Follow them on social media, subscribe to their newsletter, volunteer, donate, or join the letter writing program. Please find links to their page in the show notes.